The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. I am so glad that you can join me today. And we have a very special guest today. Well, let me just say all of my guests are very special and I really enjoy this guest today because of the book that she has written. But before I get into some of the detail about that, I need to give you guys this little disclaimer that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today, who is Robin Perry Braun. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. So, Robin, welcome to the show. I am very glad that you can join us today. I am so happy to be here today as well. Well, before we get into some of the details about what you have to tell us, let me tell our audience a little bit about you. Robin Perry Braun is a licensed therapist in Texas, a certified emotion code practitioner and ordained minister. She has spent more than two decades searching for tools that bring authentic healing to the tough-to-heal afflictions such as addiction and PTSD. She is the author of A Believer's Guide to the Law of Attraction and 30 Days to Peace and Joy. Her passion is to educate people on the power of the subconscious in attracting our life. She helps people release hidden trapped emotions, reprogram limited ble- limiting beliefs, Her toolbox also contains spiritual tools for ancestral and generational elements that affect everyday life. She is passionate about helping people manage their brain chemistry, physical health, mental, and emotional well-being. Ultimately, she believes that she can educate and help the world raise their frequency. The outcome will incorporate mindfulness that can bring major solutions to the world that is falling apart around us. Many clients come to her to release blocks to weight loss, success, and love. 
as well as depression, anxiety, and emotional distress. She is a keynote speaker, does custom workshops, retreats, and works with individuals and corporations. And, you know, Robin, what has been so exciting for me is to read your book, The Believer's Guide to the Law of Attraction. I have known about the Law of Attraction for years, mainly because of the book, The Secret, as well as a lot of people have. And what excited me so much about your book is it finally, finally connected the biblical basis for the Law of Attraction. So before we get into anything, just for people that may not understand what the law of attraction is, can you sort of describe that for us? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, when I wrote my book, I, I was uh, thinking, okay, this is quantum physics, and I've got to explain this in, you know, fifth grade language that everybody can embrace. And so I bought one of those dummies books, which is, you know, Uh, and it was quantum physics for dummies, and I thought, okay, they'll give me some language. And I opened the book, and the whole book was mathematical formulas. And I just kind (laughs) of chuckled, and I said, well, I guess a dummy in quantum physics still means your IQ must be around 190, because (laughs) I wasn't even close to understanding the book. So that wasn't much help, but um, there is a lot of good uh, outside explanations of this that make it user-friendly. And, and, and really, there's three principles that I talk about in my book. The first book is that we are all made up of energy. And so grasping this concept that there's no real thing as physical matter, but that we're all made up of the actual atoms, which are energy. And, um, and then all energy vibrates on a frequency or has a vibration, and that frequency is measurable. So light has a frequency, sound has a frequency, and Everything that exists has a frequency, so and it's quantifiable. And then the third principle in this is that like attracts like, and this is really the foundational principle of understanding how to apply the law of attraction in our life. So things that vibrate at a high frequency uh, are positive. We, we consider positive things. Um, healthy food vibrates at a high frequency where sugar canned food, things that are more or less dead and bad for you vibrate at a low frequency. Emotions also vibrate at a high at a frequency. So love, joy, and peace vibrate at a really high frequency where fear, shame, guilt, they vibrate at a low frequency. And so almost in a magnetic way, uh, like attracts like. So if I am living a life of peace and joy where I vibrate, those things vibrate at a high frequency, then I'm going to attract high-frequency things into my life. And if my pervasive state of being is fear, worry, shame, guilt, then I'm going to attract low-frequency or negative things into my life. And and this is actually all very scientific. It's not just um, kind of metaphysical theory. They actually can prove this quantifiably. So a lot of what I would do to work with people is that we are completely filled up with uh, emotions, good and bad, that we have accumulated over the course of our life, and uh, a lot of those are negative, and, and we, we live in a society that doesn't really value processing emotion or displaying emotion, so from an early age, we stuff, we stuff our emotions, 
So if you can imagine a body being filled with balls of energy that are vibrating at a low frequency, rejection, abandonment, failure, guilt, shame, worthlessness, and we're like a big tub that has a lot of these balls filled in with it. So we're, so we're sending that signal out. Those, those uh, emotions are trapped. So a lot of what I do in a practice is to help release those trapped emotions. And then the secondary process is that all, all of our negative or limiting beliefs are created either during states of heightened emotion or repetition. They're programmed into us by parents' behavior, by what they say, by our peers, by our, our world. So I help people as well energetically reprogram, remove limiting beliefs and reprogram with positive beliefs. Um, so that's the, the practical application. But in essence, the, the principle of the law of attraction says that everything you think matters and it's going to either attract your thoughts or they're going to attract good things or bad things. Everything you feel matters and your feelings are either going to attract good things or bad things. And then the overriding principle is that we are like an iceberg and only a very small percentage of what we are aware of is in our conscious mind. And the rest of it is functioning on a subconscious level. And so all of that vibrating is going on without our awareness. And so the more we can release from our subconscious the negative and reprogram it, we're going to raise our frequency and attract better things into our life. And ultimately, what do all of us want? across the board in the planet. We want to be happy. We want peace and joy. We want love. We want those high-frequency feelings and emotions uh, right. in our life every day. And, and so I have heard it said about the law of attraction that the awareness of this cause and effect, this like attracts like, can actually create fear. And people are being in a low vibration because they're always afraid that, oh my goodness, I have just thought of something negative. Now that negative thing is going to manifest. Now that negative thing is going to come back to me. But what I particularly appreciated about your book, Robin, was that you go beyond that and give us that there are some laws that actually transcend this like attract likes as what you called grace. And yes. yes. So, <laughs> can you explain a bit about that? Sure. And it's, I'm so glad you went right to that because I, I think that is that. So people become mindful and become aware and and they suddenly go, oh my gosh, like, I've spent the whole day upset and thinking about negative things, and now I'm in fear that bad things are going to come because I did that. So it's kind of like a, um, a catch-22 of becoming mindful is, uh, okay, now I'm also aware of the, these principles, and, and now I've screwed up, if you will. Um, one of the things, first of all, is I really believe that it's almost like a 49-51% principle. I really kind of feel like it's not a perfection it's a, uh, a, a a scale. If your positive just slightly outweighs your negative, then you're you know you're in the more positive mode than the negative mode, and so your attraction is is higher and attracting good things. So I don't believe it's oh man, I've got to get rid of ninety nine percent of this bad stuff in order to have good things happen. I really believe it's a small shift we have to make to see significant changes. 
But basically what the law of grace does, and, and again, the book is is written, really I wrote the book to the church. I've, I've been a believer for, for many years, and when I got a hold of the law of attraction and I saw a kind of an overall rejection of it by the church, um, because it sounds very metaphysical and the church tends to be really afraid of new agey type of things, um, <laughs> I just thought, wow, we're missing out on so many truths here that are so powerful and changing people's lives. And and as I really began to study the law of attraction, I realized that a lot of the prayer ministry things I've done as an ordained minister were exactly the same principles. And so I began to correlate the spiritual principles I already knew with the law of attraction principles, and that allowed me to ground those in Scripture so that... Uh, even a, a hardcore Christian who won't believe anything outside their um, their paradigm could go, oh, wow, this makes sense. And they could now comfortably apply these principles within this paradigm that they decided to live their lives by. And uh, one of the things we know in that model is that, you know, the Christian paradigm is that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And so we don't have to be perfect. We, we have this eternal security because somebody else gave us a free gift and paid the price. And so that's the concept of grace, which is I don't have to pay a consequence for absolutely everything I do, good, good or bad, and especially bad. It's kind of done for me. And, and the whole purpose of the Old Testament, New Testament was really to prove to the human that there was no way to be good enough, that we just couldn't be good enough, that no matter what we did, we were going to screw up. Yeah, yeah. And so the idea of the cross was that it's okay. You, you don't have to be perfect. God's not expecting you to be perfect. There's no way you can be perfect. And his principle of grace says he was going to make another way. And so this idea of grace, and I, and I give some examples in the book, is that sometimes things just go our way. Even we don't didn't do anything to deserve it, and we didn't even feel like we attracted it, or maybe we even thought we attracted something bad. So the step above what the general law of attraction says that I, I talk about in my book is that there's still this overriding force in the universe that still sometimes just gives us favor, and we don't have to pay a consequence for our, our mess-ups, and we don't always reap everything we sow. And we can undo it. I mean, the principle of um, forgiveness and repentance says, oh, my gosh, I just sowed some bad seeds of judgment or, you know, was really mean to that person or had mean thoughts. And I could go, please forgive me. I'm sorry. And there's an undoing right. process, a well, Robin, process, if you will. Robin, let's get into that subject of forgiveness. It, it's a huge, huge thing. So after the break, folks... Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. 
visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit thehealingwhisper.com and click coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase. And before we continue with our discussion about the law of attraction and everything surrounding it, I'd like to let everybody know you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. Just before the break, Robin, you were discussing the concept of grace and then forgiveness. And I really, truly appreciated what you were saying about forgiveness in your book and how it is related to judgment. So can you expand on that a little bit about how important forgiveness is? Absolutely. Um, So, again, quoting the scripture that I've used in, that is very well used in a lot of the inner healing models, which is Matthew 7, 1, and it says, judge not lest you be judged. The same measure you judge will be judged back on you. And basically it's a sowing and reaping principle. Um, There's another scripture in Romans 1 that essentially says you will see in other people the very things you do. And we call that projection in the psychology world. And so essentially what we think about other people and and the things we hold in our heart against other people are sowing a negative low frequency thing out to the universe that will somehow come back to us and and bite us, if you will, or happen to us or will attract those same people in our lives. In the realm of doing kind of marriage ministry or counseling, I always uh, end up helping people point out how they've attracted in their partner the very things they've judged their parents for in a negative way and how we can undo those types of dynamics. Uh, so it, it's a sowing and reaping, uh, getting back what you give. And most of the time, those things are judged out of two principles. One is bitterness. Somebody's done something to hurt you or offend you or hurt or offend somebody else that you're close to and you've taken up their offense. And so there's a a resentment or a bitterness 
undercurring that um, that judgment. And the second one would be more of a self-righteousness or pride. Uh, so you're somebody you know has an affair and you're kind of like, well, I would never do that. And that's kind of how we know we've judged somebody is usually there's a thought, well, I would never do that. And so there's a self-righteousness or pride attached to that. And, and both of those are very low frequency types of thoughts and emotions, and they can accumulate in the form of bitterness, pride, self-righteousness. Um, they're very alienating and disconnecting, and ultimately they don't serve us well. And bitterness is not only a very low-frequency emotion, but um, even the AMA will say that 92% of all diseases are rooted in negative thoughts and beliefs, and bitterness is one of those heavy beliefs that that actually lead to disease. And uh, even the American Medical Association, which ironically doesn't then train its practitioners on how to deal with this in medical school, they at least acknowledge that most disease is rooted in negative thoughts, emotions, and feelings. Um, so the importance of forgiveness, um, I can't even explain it, even from a non-spiritual standpoint. You know, from a biblical standpoint, there's a, a parable Jesus talks about where these, this king forgives a servant like $10 million, and then the servant turns around and has his neighbor thrown in jail for owing him $10. And the king kind of comes to him and says, what are you doing? I just forgave you $10 million and you're imprisoning this guy for 10 you missed it. You missed the principle. So I'm going to throw you in prison to be tormented. And the idea of that from a biblical standpoint is that, you know, Jesus forgave us of this burden of sin that we had in our life. And he gave us a gift of eternal life. And who are we to hold judgment and unforgiveness against our brother for right. a relatively minor offense? And so that's kind of the biblical principle of why forgiveness is so important. But on the emotional and the day-to-day life principle, I will tell you as a practitioner, so many people's depression, anxiety, and even their physical diseases, we ultimately can root back to unresolved anger, bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. Right. And, and, and Robin, I'd just like to clarify, at least for myself, if not for other people listening, that a judgment of a person is very different than a judgment of that person's action. Is that is that correct? Yes, and that's a very good point. So the person who had the affair, you might go, you know, that wasn't a very good thing to do. It hurt a lot of people. It wasn't a good idea. But the judgment of the person would say, that person is evil. That person is bad. That person is, um, you know, a a whore, if you will, whatever, you know, would be in your heart. It's really condemning their character and their heart based on maybe a bad, a bad choice or a bad decision. I mean, it's the same thing we talk about in parenting when we look at when we're taught to tell our child that was a bad thing to do versus they are bad. Right. So there's a real, God cautions us. He says, you know, you really, he, he basically tells us we don't have the right to judge another person's heart. He reserves that right for himself. And he, it's kind of like 
from God's perspective, I think it's kind of like brother-on-brother crime. He wants us to get along. He wants us to love each other. Jesus was pretty clear about that. And so when we judge our neighbor, our friend, our people we live with, God's not all happy about that because he, he wants us to love each other. That's really important to him. We're supposed to be a family. And um, holding those judgments versus going, hey, man, that was just not a really great thing to do. And then there's a scripture that says, but by the grace of God, there go I. So on, on any given day, <laughs> I might judge 10 or 20 people. So who am I to be self-righteous? I certainly at any given day screw a lot of things up. And um, so love says, you know, that, that probably wasn't, there might be some destructive consequences for that behavior for you or somebody else. And I love you. And I, you know, I think we should have, let's have a conversation about that. But I'm not going to think of you as a bad, evil, awful person for what you did. Right. And so the action of forgiveness, which is very difficult for a lot of people to forgive, doesn't let that other person off the hook. It actually lets you off the hook. Right. Very good point. Um, Forgiveness doesn't mean you have to trust that person again if they have stolen from you or highly betrayed you. It doesn't mean that you have to be close friends again. You know, their trustworthiness may or may not, if you want to, have to be re-earned. Um, or you just feel, I don't need to have that relationship in my life. But forgiving them just lets go of the negative emotions attached to it, and you're right to punish them for what they did versus kind of surrendering that right and going, you know, and, and as you said, just going, yeah, this forgiveness is re- unforgiveness is really harming and damaging me a lot more than it is them, and I, I just need to let that go. And the truth is, kind of, when I was talking about the projection, a lot of times the things we hold bitterness towards other people for, we've actually done ourselves as well. And um, we just are blind or don't see those things. But the things we kind of highlight or give attention to often exist in our own frequency, if you will. Yeah, it um, comes down to the splinter in their eye versus the log in your eye. <laughs> Very good. And that scripture is actually right after that uh, scripture I quoted about not judging. The following scripture. And, and that really is, is it, is we're called to walk this life continually trying to walk through another level of transformation of ourselves. Not beating ourselves up because we see another flaw or we see a blind spot, but then getting transformation of that. We never arrive. It's a journey. We're always changing. Let's change in a transformational way rather than just, you know, staying the same or even declining. And so that kind of um, putting your energy on where you can transform versus finding fault in everybody else is a much better use of that particular energy. Yeah, and and when you're when you're vibrating at a higher frequency. As you were saying, you're going to attract higher frequencies into your life, and forgiveness is a high-frequency action. Is that correct? Absolutely. And, you know, that brings up a point of, of how I function. I function on motivation. So if I say to you, look, 
I realize that these people hurt you and you're kind of liking this bitterness, but I'm looking at all the trauma and chaos in your life. And I'm going to tell you there's a correlation between you holding on to that bitterness and this trauma and chaos in your life. And if I could show you that if you got rid of that bitterness and you were able to forgive that you would now attract better things in your life, would that motivate you to do it? I believe we live, uh, our, our brains are wired to do things based on some sort of motivation. So uh, a lot of my releasing my own trapped emotions was motivated by wanting to uh, really attract better things in my life, and, and right. including love, including finances, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. um, whatever, whatever it takes to motivate that person, Go for the go for that reason. It doesn't matter what the motivation is. We just all need a motivation, right? Well, Robin, this is great. Let's talk about this attracting better things into our life by our actions after the break, folks. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and today my guest is Robin Perry Braun. Robin, before we head into the next segment, would you let people know how to connect with you? Sure. My website is integratedlifestrategies.com. Uh, you can go on the website and send me an email through that. You can also email me at integratedlifestrategies at gmail.com. I do, uh, uh, the techniques I use allow me to do Skype and phone appointments as well, so I actually do see clients all over the world. 
Right. Right. That, that's great. And I'd also like to remind everybody you can, uh, Robin's links are also on the Voice America website about this show. And uh, so just before the break, we were talking about how forgiveness, the action of forgiveness, brings us into a higher vibration, a higher frequency, which is the area that we will attract better things, as in higher frequency things like love and joy and peace. And in your book, at the very front of the book, you talk about how words are things. And this is a quantum physics principle. And words are so important, and I'm talking about the words that we use. Can you explain that? Sure. So, obviously there's intention behind language. So words have meaning beyond just the syllables and the sound. Uh, Probably about 15 years ago, there was a Japanese scientist. I'm going to spell his name out because if anyone listening wants to Google him, you can read more about his experiments. And his name was Dr. Masaru Emoto, M-A-S-A-R-U, E-M-O-T-O, and basically what he did was he took uh, polluted water and he put it in little vials and he, and he taped w- words to the vials and some of them he subjected to music, but a lot of them were just words on a card or piece of paper taped to the vial. He let it sit for a little while. He froze the water and then he cut a, sli- he cut a, a slice of the ice and he put it under a microscope. And we know that water, when it freezes, it forms what we what looks like snowflakes. And so under each thing, he, he showed the picture of what the microscope showed. And what came out was that the, all of the vials that had the words like love, uh, prayers had been taped to him, Mother Teresa, uh, good positive things. Uh, were the water that had like classical music played over Beethoven, they had formed these beautiful crystals. And the vials that had uh, even heavy metal music played over it, uh, the name Adolf Hitler, um, hate, I hate you or I will kill you, the, the crystals that those produced were very chaotic and disturbing in their appearance. And so the idea was that just the frequency of the word written on a piece of paper could change the molecular structure of the water. And so as humans, we're made up of more than 60% water. So if you imagine that every word we think, every word we speak is changing molecular structure because of the frequency that that word carries, then it's very uh, intense. I mean, if we really take that to heart and mind, the power of our words. And so, and those, these words weren't spoken out loud over the water. They were written on a piece of paper. So it was even just the, the, the piece of paper absorbing the frequency of the word and the intention behind that word. Uh, when I have clients, I will do this demonstration where I, I will have them think something positive and think something negative, and I use muscle testing to measure their frequency. 
and then I'll have them say something positive and something negative, and they test strong and weak accordingly. And then I will say something positive or negative over them, and they'll test strong and weak. And then I will think something positive or negative over them, and they'll test weak and strong. So my thoughts about other people affect their strength. My thoughts about myself affect my strength. Right. Good and bad. And so it really just shows you how powerful even our thoughts are that they're sending off energy out there that affects other people as well as that same energy runs through our own body and affects us as well. Right. And I'd I'd like to mention that uh, on my particular YouTube site, I have a playlist that has several of these Dr. Emoto's experiments on them. And and you can go there. You can Google it. It, uh, It's very fascinating. And in the quantum physics realm of things, even Einstein showed that words themselves become things. And uh, that uh, can be mind-boggling at best. So, Robin, this kind of leads me into the area that we are experiencing right now, that there is a lot of violence and terrorism going on in the world. And so, if a person thinks bad things about the terrorist or the situation they are creating for themselves a low frequency. So how would you recommend we as a people think about when bad things happen? How do we change our thoughts to keep our vibration high? Um. That's a great question, and it leads me to one of the principles in the Law of Attraction, which is called the Law of Expansion. And what the Law of Expansion says is whatever you think about or focus on, you actually give energy to it. You give it energy, mental energy, emotional energy, and that energy causes it to expand and get bigger. So when we focus on negative things, it has a twofold effect. It both affects us negatively because it usually generates fear, it generates sadness, disillusionment, those frustration. So those are low-frequency emotions and thoughts. Um, we lead to the beliefs, oh, the world's a terrible place, and despair. So all of those things are created by us focusing and thinking about them. So those don't serve us. But the second thing it does is it also gives energy to that negativity and so one of the ways we, um, we deal with that is to focus on the solution. So it's not a burying your head in the sand and recognizing these things don't exist, but it's giving your energy towards the positive, which is, okay, how could that be changed? Um, you know, as a Christian, people would say it's a prayer. <clears throat> it's a thing for prayer. So... One of the things we're, we're told to do, which I wish more of us would do it, is that, so you may not agree with what the president does or says, but rather than criticize him, pray for him to make better decisions or, you know, decisions that would be more solution-based or help more people or 
or if you particularly have a certain belief, if you want to say pray for godlier decisions, that type of thing. And we're and we're advised to do that because it's the scripturally the right thing to do because the judgment and the negativity is is bitterness and negative things and and we're told to pray for the king to pray for our leaders we're told to do that right but that same principle in the law of attraction of the law of expansion is when we focus on the positive uh, uh, imagine the possibility of a solution we're giving energy towards something that's good and that's high frequency and that's positive versus the negative. Um, I, I've advised a lot of my friends uh, and, and people I, I counsel and coach. I'm like, you know, if you're on Facebook, you can't go scroll down more than two or three things where somebody's not bashing a, pol- a politician right now who's running for office. And there's some negative story about what they did or didn't do. And it's really discouraging and depressing to think we live in this country where people just have put all their energy into trying to discredit and bash. And so I'll, I'll say, well, they're like, well, I don't agree with, I'm like, okay, well, that's great. Then put your energy and attention on the candidate you like. Make your posts be about why you like the candidate you like. Don't post the bashing ones because you're just, adding to this negative energy that's out in the world right now that's bringing expansion to a lot of yucky, horrible things that just make us more depressed and discouraged. And so so that would be be the the practical application of what you're asking is how how do we change that? We focus on the positive. We focus on the solution. We become a cheerleader, if you will of the good and the lovely and the pure and the things that are, are positive rather than focusing our emotion and energy on the negative. And, and so to, to put everything together, it, it doesn't matter if you are a believer. What matters is that you focus on sending positive, high-frequency energies to the situation. So we can just take a, the most recent is the bombing in Brussels. Rather than thinking about how horrible that was, let's just focus on the positive. And Robin, I, I know towards the end of your book, you talk about this law of expansion and how we as individuals can group together to change that energy and change the world just through sending out our positive thoughts, our prayers of love and peace. Absolutely. And and I want to speak to the idea of prayer real quickly. Is prayers are really just intentional thoughts. That's all they are. And so it, whether you're a believer or not, and I think, that, I think the key thing I really, really want to educate people on in my book is that their thoughts matter. I think most people, we don't, we don't think that the myriad of thoughts we think during the day make any difference at all. Okay. We don't give them power. We don't give them credence. If people could really believe that every thought they think matters and that their thoughts could change the world. And I'll, and I'll ask people, say, if you believed that everything you thought about would come to pass, 
would you not be mindful about what you think about? Would you not go, okay, well, gee, I'm going to start thinking about winning the lottery, or I'm going to start thinking about solving world hunger, or I'm going to start thinking about, but most people don't believe their thoughts make any difference at all. Yeah. Well, Robin, let's, let's get into that after the break. Folks, don't go away. Great. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase with my very special guest, Robin Perry Braun. And we are talking about her book, A Believer's Guide to the Law of Attraction. And there is just so much to be learned from this book. And Robin, I know that uh, I could get a copy on Kindle, which I also assume people can get a copy on Amazon of this book. Right. Actually, both books are on Amazon. The first book is available in Kindle. The second book is more of a journal, a devotional. It's not available in Kindle because you, you should actually write write in the book. So Right. Okay. All right. Well, now, just before the break, we were talking about how words are things and those things affect us and how we need to put out uh, positive energies through prayer or even our thoughts thoughts. And while we were chatting during the break, uh, they're they're just, again, there's just so much information that we all really need to know. So you did mention, oh, I'm going to change my thoughts positive. I'm going to win the lottery, which is great and can be done. And I see it happen all the time. However, there is the thought among the church 
in general that desiring things like financial success and just physical health and everything like that is um, selfishness, for lack of a better word. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up, and um, I'm going to quote one scripture, it's Psalms 34, and it says, Delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of our heart, of your heart. Um, Science has proven that our brains were wired for peace and joy. That's how we were wired. God made us that way. He made us to desire peace and joy, and He were actually made to live in peace and joy. I'm afraid you just cut out something happened Robin to your feed um, so let me continue on that thought and and that yes we were wired for peace and joy and I have spoken on this show many many times about how deeply our desires are and really we are wanting to get to love. We are wanting to get to joy as well as peace. And so that's where we are guided constantly in our lives. And it is it is something that that we all desire. And that's what doing things like the healing codes, things like what Robin said, the emotion codes. It's what guides us towards eliminating these negative thoughts, these negative beliefs that we all have. And it's those negative thoughts, it's those negative beliefs that keep us in stress, which also keeps us in a negative vibration. And so that is where we are all headed. And it's a it's a, it's a thing that we are all heading towards. So I would strongly, strongly recommend that you get Robin's book and see what Scripture has to say about guiding us towards eliminating these beliefs. We were given so much Scripture supporting this law of attraction And one of the things I would like to tell you about is towards the last chapters of Robin's book. She talks about some steps that you can take. And one of them is take worry captive. And, you know, in the Bible, it says, do not worry. Do not worry about anything because today and tomorrow has enough worry about itself, to to do itself. And, and the thing about worry is it's, again, something that keeps us in a lower vibration. 
And what Robin means by taking worry captive is be aware of it and pray. Pray for that higher, higher vibration that will take us out of worry. And practice gratitude, number two. Be grateful for everything that you have. Be grateful for everything that you don't have. The thing is, be grateful. Gratitude also keeps us in a higher vibration. Number three, smile for a minute or two. Number Smiling is actually uses fewer muscles in your face than frowning. I know that to be a fact. Number, number four, avoid negative news and allow other people to have a different perception or opinion of you. So that's what we were talking about. And Robin, I understand you're back. I, I'm, I'm so glad you're back. I don't know where I got cut off. And I will tell you, I never get calls dropped, ever. Okay, well, this is really odd. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I was just talking about your last chapter eight, I believe, is some steps that you are giving people. So for the last minute that we've got you here. Um, As you probably heard, I was talking about avoiding negative news. And number five is avoiding negative people. Choose people or pets that celebrate you. How about that? Pets. (laughs) Pets are great. Pets can raise people's frequency so much because they tend to be pretty unconditionally accepting of you. And so they're a really great segue if you've had a really tough traumatic life to even starting to connect to people because, you know, we have these subconscious beliefs. And if you've been hurt a lot by people, you don't trust people and you don't like people because you feel bad around them all the time. And so pets are a really nice segue into that. But remember that we have, we are energy. So there's, if you know somebody's toxic and you know their energy and their frequency is low and negative and you know that it's affecting you, it's okay to just choose not to be around those people, even if they're your family. Right. And, uh, and, and sometimes tough. with negative people, you actually, if you have to work with those negative mm-hmm. people, you have to pray for and erect what might be an energetic barrier around yourself to to keep yourself in a higher vibration. Um, We have a very short time left, and I would very much like you to talk about cumulative effects of things. So one of the things that I'm passionate about this paradigm that I, I feel like I've come to understand is that peace and joy is a cumulative effect. So in in health coaching, so you've got a salad and a hamburger, and you're deciding which one you're going to choose to eat. So most people would think, well, I'm not going to die of cancer if I eat the salad, or I'm going to feel better if I eat the salad. But the other thing is that if you knew that that salad was one piece of the puzzle to peace and joy, because our energy is a cumulative effect, so high-frequency food raises our frequency, Low-frequency food detracts from our frequency, and let's say you're at a 65 and peace and joy are at a 90, and that salad is a 
70 or 75 and the hamburgers are 40, well, gee, if I choose that salad, I'm inching my way up towards that 90 where I get to just feel good emotionally too, not just physically. Thank you, Robin. I... I, it, it, it is a cumulative, and it's time for the end of the show. And I always leave people with this thought from King Solomon, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And thank you again, Robin. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. Blessings to everyone. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management. 